0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. This week, we drink and review some fabulous beers from Portland, Oregon and Winters, California. And speaking of California, we also talk about Anchor Brewing and them closing doors after 152 years of brewing beer. And during the cold brew list segment, Sorcerer Chromatic goes over uh, some of their more recent beers and the ratings on Beer Advocate. And during the beer news segment, we also talk about the death of beer festivals and what we could do to save them. So we got a great show, action-packed, full of beer and full of merriment. So don't forget to follow us on Untapped and also on Instagram. And now we are on Threads. Uh, Threads is... It's it's something different. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'll talk about it a little bit on the next show, but all right, without much further ado, it's time for another cold brew. Yeah. Coming at you, a pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man?
1: Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, got a little heat this weekend, but um, Very other nice. than that, just you know, doing stuff with my with my girls, and uh, yeah, just uh, waiting for football season to start. Really.
0: <laughs> Do you have a kiddie pool set up for them?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we got like two different ones.
0: Oh, okay. Are they always wanting to go in there?
1: No, yeah, not really. we got to entice them, kind of. But then once they get in, they can't get out.
0: Oh, okay. Kind of like the bath. <laughs> I was just going to make that comparison. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, but fucking football's only like, what, three weeks away? Two weeks away?
1: Yeah, well, three weeks away for the, the Hall of Fame game if they're doing that. Like, I know the... I saw, I saw a thing on social media that the Niners are a month away from their first preseason game so
0: okay yeah i think uh august 3rd is the is the first game the first preseason game that's what i read
1: is it the 3rd no what
0: I, that's what i read i could no. be wrong
1: no cuz uh, august 5th is um like a saturday that i'm, I'm going to go to mini camp i'm going to take my daughters to go see that
0: oh okay and <laughs> that's a that saturday goes. i can't wait to yeah. see how that goes <laughs> oh okay well um I guess I read it wrong. Maybe uh, maybe that was last last season that I read, because I remember looking it up uh, a couple weeks ago. But whatever. Whatever case might be, yeah, football's right around the corner, and baseball's second half just started, and, and my Giants are doing well, so I'm kind of excited about that. All right, but let's get to the beer, shall we? Sure. Okay, so today I have in front of me, from our good friends all the way up in Portland, Oregon. From Wayfinder Beer Company, in collaboration with Fair State Co-op a Brewing Company, or I should say Brewing Cooperative, <laughs> I have their Animal Beer. According to the can, it is a Platinum American Pilsner, coming in at 5.3% alcohol by volume. It combines the choicest Oregon-grown Cascade hops. With the mild complexity of mountain malted genie barley. Comes in a 16 ounce can. And they have like silhouettes of uh, beer glasses on the can. And they have like, uh, um, of course, the the tulip. And then uh, like a shaker. And then the wheat beer glass. And even it looks like a coffee mug. But then they also have a silhouette of a cowskull. Uh, uh, you know, with the long... Uh, I wouldn't call it Longhorn, but it has the horns, and that's the the silhouette they checked. So I'm supposed to be drinking this out of a cow skull, but I don't have one, so I'll just use a, uh, a tulip glass. But anyway, Papa, what do you got?
1: I have a beer that caught my eye because I never had this style before, and it's kind of a, I don't see it on the website for the company. But nevertheless, uh, up from up at Bariasa Brewing Company hmm. out in Bariasa, California,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have there. Uh, actually, they're out of Winters, California, but by Bariasa yeah. or Lake Bariasa,
0: Lake Bariasa. Yeah.
1: Did you know that the old Bariasa property used to be like all of
0: Central California? <laughs> no shit, they own like right the, in, right there the whole thing.
1: Well, like I heard from like. I want to say Morgan Hill Gilroy all the way up to like Lake Berryessa.
0: Holy shit, that's huge!
1: Yeah. Okay, but anyway, from Berryessa Brewing, I got the Whippersnapper, <laughs> and this this um, style is an English Mild, and that's what caught my eye. I wasn't familiar hmm. with this style. I have heard and, of it. And um, yeah, so and on the side on the side it says Dark English Mild. Uh, actually, too. It's a four percenter, so it's it's like kind of like a session beer, right? Yep Right, so it pours Pours a light brown color uh, With a mild coca aroma and flavor uh, rounded out by a slight creaminess uh, Multi award winning beer. Oh Hmm. you think they have it on their website, but nevertheless English mild various brewing Hooper snapper. Here we go, Papa.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of an English mild. that I don't can't say I've ever. I heard I've of a blackened mouth. <laughs>
1: in fact, I might have a few in an old shoebox.
0: <laughs> oh shit! From back in your day, back in the day, huh? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. All right. Uh, this is uh, a this so this uh, animal beer, really good man. This is a nice crisp. You no, know, got the biscuity flavor. I don't taste even though this is Cascade hops. I believe I believe that they it does have it in there. I just can't taste it. Not doesn't have a big huge hop um, profile. Not that I was thinking it because otherwise they might call it like an IPL. This is definitely a pilsner crisp. Uh, a little bit of breadiness to it. Um, very good, man. This is a nice crushable beer. This is definitely a poolside beer. I got this one because I've been featuring a lot of IPAs lately, and I saw this one stuck out when I was over at Ground Control. I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get this. Plus, Wayfinder—they were the ones who came up with the cold IPA, according to the stuff I read. And we've had them at Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival, and so I was like, yeah, hey, you know, it's cool. Uh, found some Wayfinder out here. Thanks to Ian at Ground Control. So I thought I'd feature them, Um, especially since it's a Pilsner, too. So it's really good. I I like it. I I just gave so many cases why I'd be biased for this beer. But no, it it is a really good Pilsner. I do like a nice, crisp Pilsner every once in a while. Especially since it's been like, I think it's 115 today. It's supposed to be 115 tomorrow. Interesting. Very.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been drinking a lot of uh, those uh, light, crushable summer beers. Uh, case in point my uh, my beer from last show. Yeah. The uh the beach snack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so when you were you drink or when you were you talking about your beer? I was drinking mine. This this is a great beer. I already love it. It's it's malty up front, it's dark, it's roasty, at the same time, super clean finish, not heavy, light mountain feel. This this is this is like new uh, Newcastle on steroids.
0: <laughs> wow, okay.
1: Even though it's mild It it tastes like that It's got that That roasty European Like brown beer flavor Mm -hmm. Um, Real crisp Uh, Not bitter at all But roasty Yeah Definitely a good one
0: Alright so we will rate Our beers later on In the show During our untapped portion Just uh, search Cold Brew Podcast And friend us And we'll friend you back But right now It's time For some beer news Got to lead with this story. I think it's been on everyone's collective minds uh, this past week. But uh, I'd like to talk about the closing of Anchor Brewing Company. As we all know, Anchor Brewing Company is out of San Francisco, California. As many of us know, it was uh, saved and resurrected by Fritz Maytag of the Maytag uh, Appliance Company. And for a hundred-something years... They have been brewing beer steadily, and it's been a mainstay. They even have uh, a nice little bar tap room right outside of Oracle Park. Uh, where the home of the San Francisco Giants. And they announced earlier this week, we talked about it, or earlier this week, earlier uh, this year, that they were going to stop brewing the uh, Merry Christmas beer that they've been brewing for, I don't know, what, like 20-something years uh, every, every winter, and they just announced this past week that they're going to be closing, um, which is sad and unfortunate. And, um, yeah. How do you feel about, uh, anchor, um, closing doors?
1: No, it is sad because that's some history, arguably mm-hmm. one of the old, some say the first, um, some argue it's still youngling, uh, either way, um, American history, California history, uh, San Francisco history, you know, Bay area is, a. Uh, is where we call home, right? Um, and just it's kind of like old reliable shutting down, and it, you know, you scratch your head. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it. Uh, you know, to point fingers at. I think w- one of the, you know, two of the things that just popped in my pop my head is is sign of the times. You know that they were they were absorbed by a bigger company. The bigger mm-hmm. company looks at bottom line. Bam, you're out. Uh, same thing a lot of California beer drinkers a lot of California beer fans and the fact that they were one of the oldest uh, I think a lot of other options caught up to them yeah and you know uh sometimes uh competition you got to adjust for it as well and uh I don't know if if uh what decisions or leadership kind of let them kind of get caught up
0: yeah. I think, uh, I mean, those, yeah,
1: those are my two opinions, you know.
0: No, that, that uh, makes sense. You know,
1: price price wise, you know, there's a lot of of, uh, of beer fans that, that are still spending their, their harder money on beer. So, uh, you can't really knock that, you know. Um, again, old reliable anchor steam's been a great product for a long time. Uh, still had a lot of fans. However, some of those fans probably did, uh, move on too, you know.
0: Yeah, trying different things, you know, expanding, and didn't seem like Anchor was as progressive as some of these crap breweries that are up now.
1: Right, because I think that that's the thing too, because they're older, they didn't have that progressive, you know, hunger. You know what yeah. I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then when when they started losing footing, they never really did anything other than. Make new uh, labels to, uh, to catch
0: up. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people throw no, that I in mean, their face.
1: I, and I guess, too, uh, <laughs> you know, when when you have a signature beer that's, that's you know, well known and stuff like that, I guess it, it's hard to get people to think of you as something else.
0: You right. Know what I mean, yeah.
1: Like they could have been, they could have had some killer hazies, but no one's going to Anchor Steam for hazies. I mean, as far as I
0: know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. In fact, you just called it Anchor Steam, even though it's Anchor. Just because that's what they're known for, yeah. they're Steam beer. Right. That's and I'm sure that's the one you were just thinking of when you were when you were saying that. Right. Um, yeah, you know the way I see it, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they You're wrong. <laughs> Sapporo bottom out oh, wait, wait. Yeah.
1: Oh, you might not be wrong about this.
0: Okay. Um Sapporo bottom out, so I think there was probably trouble back then. And they thought maybe Sapporo would help them. And then Sapporo came and said, whoa, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> there there are things wrong here. And they, I, I, I don't know. It's not like Sapporo bought them to put them out of business. Um, even though there was a quote from, was it uh, Nate Diaz, former production worker, uh, said Sapporo sunk Anchor. I think Anchor was already starting to sink before Sapporo came in. And Sapporo just maybe accelerated it or just brought it to light and... Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Um, but like you said, a lot of people are looking for different things. And so, you know, 152 years is a nice long time for a company to be around. Um, they, you know, maybe it was time they, it, time for them to go, maybe. Maybe that, that's all it is. And it sucks because they've been around, you know, ever since you and I, they were around um, big, especially in the Bay Area, as far as the beer scene. Um they were one of the staples in the Bay area and you know now they're not going to be there anymore maybe in some capacity they will be maybe Sapporo might brew their anchor steam uh you know just to um just to have the the label out there still but yeah it's uh yeah, they're done um when was the last time you even had an anchor beer and do you even remember which one it was
1: uh, you know to be honest it was probably uh one of the uh the beer walks and maybe one of their seasonals. I think it might have been the winter seasonal or the summer seasonal. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, okay. Just like, to try something different. Like that winter wheat they have. That one's good.
1: Yeah. That one's a nice one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, going, going to it. I, I honestly, like when I first started getting into craft beer, I mean, like for me, the, the, the big four that I thought I was cool with was, uh, Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, uh, Gordon Beerish, and Ankerstein, you know what I mean? Yep. So those were, those were it. That's what the the big four for me for a long time until I started, you know, uh, looking at other, uh, or becoming aware of other breweries.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and expanding your, your palate and trying different things. Like say like, um, you know, I'll be honest, like Fat Tire or or Pyramid Hefweizen or something like that. Those are the, or Widmer. Those are the ones that's, that I remember back, you know, trying, um, Branching out from say like the American macro lager, yes, anyway. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know, you're, you're more closer to the epicenter. Um, has it reverberated pretty big? Because I, I know on social media, like say Instagram, um, they you know, there's been a lot of um, people you know, signifying the loss, uh, but I, you know, I'm not a very, I'm sort of. Now you know what. I'll, let me start this again. I gotta say I'm I'm not that sentimental about things. Maybe that uh, than I used to. Maybe no, Let's put it this way. I choose my sentimentality now more so than just being a blanket sentimentalist. And so this is not gonna you know this doesn't affect my everyday life. Um, I'm sorry to see him go, but yeah you know, I can't remember the last time I bought an Anchor beer and. You know, it's like, okay, it's not going to disrupt my buying pattern, and that sucks. Uh, Now it's time to move on. So who's the next uh, big one that's going to you know, close?
1: Yeah, sadly, you kind of see, I kind of see it that way too. It's kind of like, when I found out they were acquired by Sapporo, I kind of written them off in a way that, to me, it's still not the same, it wasn't the same company anymore. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I guess I've been fortunate enough where, for like, I, not a lot of beer breweries that I do like have been acquired. You know, imagine, like, being um, from, like, you know, the Pacific Northwest region and, uh, you know, you were you were down with uh, with Elysian, you know, before they were big. And then they get bought out and stuff like that. And it's like they're still around and, and everyone likes – a lot of people like them. However, to you, it's not the same. Mm. Uh, that didn't happen in this case and, and i don't think that's gonna happen to me i mean again going back to my my favorites like gordon Birch, like i i live in san jose i don't even know where to get one right now you know what
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah true
1: it's like i don't even know if they're around i I think they are however it's it, they kind of too been been caught up and, and passed by other breweries mm-hmm. um so you know even go a little bit closer is uh, before they were a bit hermitage, you know, I, like, cause I was in the beer scene. I was one of the first clued in on, on hermitage and now they're gone. Yeah. And I don't even know, know, I, I didn't even bother to ask why or how, you know? So uh, what I want to say is it, it yeah, you, you can get desensitized or, or lose sentimentality to, uh, to, to this happening in, in this industry. However, I mean, all you could do is, is support with, with support, what you can get.
0: Yeah, that's true. And reading this article from VinePair about Anchor, they started bringing in uh, Sapporo, meaning they, meaning Sapporo, started like automating and modernizing their brewing facility, which is cool and all, according to Nate Diaz. But those automations started um, affecting the bottom line because they would break down, and instead of being able to be repaired immediately it took specialized equipment or parts and it started taking longer to repair and they went from 500 barrels to 200 barrels uh a day so they their production went down and so that's according to Diaz that's why I think he said Sapporo sunk anchor was they got too reliant on automation uh. All right. There's a lot to be said. There's going to be a lot of information coming out um, in the next couple of weeks, I believe, about Anchor. And we'll think about it and you know maybe reflect later on and see where it all went wrong. But um, let's move on to the next story. Sure. All right. Um, hate to do this, but I don't hate to do this. Got to bring up Bud Light again. This time it's uh, in reference to Costco. Are you, are you familiar with Costco? Yeah, Costco, the the warehouse store, um, they are known especially among the Costcoians. I don't know if that's what the uh, the the loyal, the loyal, fervent masses are called, um, the members. But uh, do you know what the star of death is?
1: The star of death, uh, off the top of my head, now.
0: Okay, so uh, at Costco, you know they have the big, huge uh, price tags. If uh, little asterisks is put on the on the, the price tag. That means oh, that... They're that, killing it. Yeah, that product will no longer be bought, and Bud Light got the star death this week. Yeah. Uh, photos on social media show an asterisk next to the Bud Light price tag. Costco regulars say that the star death means that the item will not be restocked. And Bud Light's parent company has lost uh, 22 billion in market cap after sponsorship deal with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney uh, caused a negative impact. So uh, yeah, and on this article it reads the Costco's not taking a political stance here at all. They are taking a business stance, and Bud Light is not selling. So that's why they guess I guess they decided to stop selling Bud Light because they can't move it. So what's the point? It's just going to cost too much crazy yeah but anyway um so that, that that sucks but you know like we talked about before i haven't bought a bud light in years you haven't bought a bud light in years so eh, who cares
1: you're pascoians dude
0: <laughs> well they're, the ones, they're just the ones who pointed it out all right let's move on the uh third and final story this week comes to us from axios Uh, The headline reads, The Death of the Beer Festival is Jolting the Craft Brewing Industry. The craft brewing industry is souring on beer festivals and it's leading to an existential crisis. Uh, Once ubiquitous and popular major festivals in Colorado and nationwide are vanishing from the calendar this year amid tightening economic conditions and fatigue among fans. More than a half dozen breweries and industry pros tell Axios Denver, Others that remain are not selling out in minutes and drawing dozens of breweries and thousands of fans as they did in the industry's pre-pandemic heydays. Um, how do you feel? I mean, you don't go to as many brew festivals as you used to, um, which I commend you for because, you know, you are being attentive to your, your kids. Uh, but... Uh, amongst you and your beer friends out there, have you guys even talked about going to beer festivals? Is that, like, just not a thing anymore? Out in the Bay Area, I mean? What's going on?
1: Well, I know... Um, you were there when... Um, the, not not last Firestone um, Brew Festival, but the one before that, when I was there with the... Uh, what do we call them? The Grillmaster? Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about how we went to SF Beer Weekend. it was just a small gathering because they they um they divided up that fest that festival and and that kind of uh was off-putting oh okay to to do it again because th- that that sf beer week gala was was awesome and in covid messed that up right and i think the fact that uh not everything was up in full swing they were they they were hesitant to throw a full-on gala again like that mm-hmm so, um, with that said though, that year, um, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley beer week didn't come back, but it's coming back this year. I think it's, it's coming next a couple, in a couple weeks. So I'm trying to, you know, rally the troops and see if anyone wants to do anything. Oh, um, yeah. so for me, I'm just looking for convenience right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause I, cause I know there's still small ones up in the city every now and then just i i don't go
0: yeah and
1: it's not because of lack of interest it's just uh short on time if you will
0: yeah plus you're short on time plus there's the prices are starting to increase and you have to you know and then not you but you know one has to realize that is that price even going to be worth it because are there beers there that you can get like it's just anywhere like is, is there anything special about going to those that that's the way i see like my favorite mine is the Firestone Walker Beer Festival. It The price did increase quite a bit this year. I still think it was a, a great value because of the invita- in- invitees, the participants, the, the breweries that were there. You just can't get anywhere. And they are big names in the beer industry and they come from all over the world. You know, both sides of the hemisphere. And maybe that's where the value lies is getting be able to get beers that you can't anywhere else
1: uh stand corrected it kicks off this week
0: <laughs> oh so uh, silicon valley beer week yeah
1: That's mm. so, yeah. the 19th
0: but is there one like uh um one event like the one huge big event or are they just a bunch of small little like tap takeovers or, and from such? what
1: from what i know it's always just been a small um that wait, hold on, I stand corrected, because I'm on the website now, mm-hmm. and there's they, they still have 2019.
0: With the, oh, start. okay, all right. Yeah, this, this still... is what
1: happens when you go live, people.
0: This is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we um... are
1: unscripted. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fine. Because
1: our, our writers are on strike.
0: <laughs> the actors are on strike now too yeah good for them solidarity man
1: so we could stop like acting like we care
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could stop writing like we care too um Well, yeah but out here in Arizona I mean I don't know if you noticed but I have not gone to as many beer festivals as I used to when I first came out here I used to go to at least two three a year nah maybe one um, one a year, and last year I—that's I, not fair because last year I was traveling a lot for work, and I was just burnt out from traveling. So that added to my added to my the, my reasoning for not going to these beer festivals. But I, I do want to get to the uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards this year. That's going to be in October. That's going to be my next uh, beer festival I get to. And but yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at or I'm thinking of the beer festivals that have been around here, the ones I used to love to go to was uh, Strong Beer and Real Wild and Woody. And what's unfortunate is they used to be in Phoenix. Now they're held out in the East Valley. Last A couple years ago, it was in Mesa last year. I'm talking about Strong Beer. Last year, it was in Scottsdale, which is fine. They're, the population density here in the valley is skewed more to the east. So, you know, looking at it like a business, business-wise, it makes sense. Um, however, Phoenix is still more centrally located, It you know, it it's, it's better for, you know, the valley as a whole. Plus, the west is growing. So, you know, I would say like in 5, 10 years, it's not going to be skewed heavily to the east and it's going to be more central. Uh, but, you know, I guess the city of Phoenix has been culeros, um, so, you know, some assholes, and they just have not been working well with the guild to be able to set up those anymore in Phoenix. So that was one reason there. Um, another reason they they... The other... Uh, the other beer festival I used to like to go to is Real Wild and Woody. Now they're holding it up in Flagstaff, which is fine. Um, Flagstaff is a nice venue and it's beautiful up there, so I, I don't mind that. But they already have their seminal event, which is the Made Under the Shade. <clears throat> so throwing Real, Real Wild and Woody up there um, kind of uh, it takes away one of my beer festivals. So I don't know. I, I guess maybe there has been uh, fatigue. It just has been too much. So I had some ideas um, to get people to go back to beer festivals. And my, my main idea that I kept coming back to is don't have as many. Maybe have them every other year. You know, just why if there's if people are suffering from fatigue, that means there's too much supply and demand is starting to wane. So if they decrease the supply, then demand will go up. I mean, it's just basic economics. So, or even if demand stays the same, if supply goes down, then the price point is there. That's, that's another thing too. It, it's not like if supply goes down, demand goes up because demand will always stay, usually stays the same unless the quality of the supply goes up. But if the, yeah, if demand stays the same and supply goes down, then the price point goes up and that's exactly where you want to be. That makes sense? Or if, if was I throwing out too many terms?
1: I think, you t- <laughs> I think you're making it more complicated than it is. Okay. Personally, I would say this though like, um, having less, I-, I get it. That would increase demand kind of by default. Mm-hmm. But how about, um, you know, have uh, like, with the price point, have I- incentives and standards for the brewers? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, y- you got to come with a festival beer or you got to, um, you know you got to kick off this your next seasonal at this event you know what
0: i'm saying yes uh festival only or like this the premier, or the the premiere yeah, of your showcase
1: event. yeah right and and it, if if you don't that's fine however um the incentive to like to win a prize you know uh you know a people's choice award um that could be you know even a, a sizable purse if they got sponsorship you know what I mean I um, mean yeah. that would be uh you know make it worth the while of uh of, of the uh the participants in that factor and, mm-hmm. and again sorry no knock I mean that's great for some of the the smaller ones that are, are representing however if they're just bringing whatever you could get from a, a bar or a, a liquor store it's kind of like you're you're missing the point no yeah. offense you
0: know? now that, that's a good point and that was two two of the reasons why or one reason why I liked the Strong Beer Fest and the Real Wild and Woody is because Strong Beer is like they ask you to bring one like Strong Beer so it like sometimes a barrel aged or sometimes just a really high ABV IPA or something and then Real Wild and Woody um, it's either Real Ale, a Wild Ale or uh something that has been aged in wood. It doesn't have to be like bourbon barrel aged. It could just be, you know, like a new barrel or, you, you know what I'm saying? So there was like a, a a uniqueness to the at least one of the offerings that you had at those beer events. Um, the problem I see with Arizona Brewers Guild events is they ask their participants to donate their beer. And so to some of them, it, it creates a a business uh, problem because they have to brew brew like one certain beer and they're not going to be able to get that money back. And so they, some of the breweries that I've talked to um, they do it begrudgingly because it's good publicity, but at the same time they're losing money and they have to volunteer their time. And yeah. And, and that's losing or that's costing them money too. Um, When they could be focusing their energy, you know, at the brewery or tap room or whatever, you know, they own. So the I'm just speaking locally. I wonder if it's the same um, across the board. I know it's not every single, because I know that the Copper State Beer Festival, those organizers, they actually pay the breweries for their beer. So breweries are more likely inclined to produce a unique beer, a one-off, if you will, or, or premiere their seasonal at that, at that beer festival because they're not going to lose out on that production as far as, you know, um, return on investment for producing that beer.
1: Right. I mean, and you know, that's the thing. If, if they're really organized, I know that you're not supposed to, but like, you know, some of the thing could be is, yeah, pay for the beer and, you know, pay for, um, you know, either, uh, a, uh, kind of like a stipend for a, uh, an actual brewery worker that knows about the beer to be there.
0: Yeah, that too.
1: And then, e- and then even, um, uh, a, a, a guest ticket, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then that way they could have either, you know, the, oh, what, one of the breweries or, or their friends, or they could even raffle it off that, you know, uh, free entry. I mean, cause technically that, that's worth something to someone. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um, just, yeah. And then on top of that though, too, like, yeah, I mean, you know, if if you uh, if you win, you could you could make some money that day too. You know,
0: right? That'd be kind of cool. I like that. I like that idea. But yeah, there, there's different ways that they can get attract people to beer festivals again and make it seem more fresh. Um, but it's tough, man. Coming year if you do it every year, year over year, uh, it you run out of ideas um, unless you have a diverse um, you know group that. That contributes a lot, so that was uh, my idea for you know maybe every other year, me just make it more fun, make it more, um, and you anticipate it. And, you know, there was not one I didn't go. I haven't been to many uh, Firestone Walker Invitational beer festivals, but just the fact that they had to delay it because of COVID, it just made that one after COVID um, that much more like you know special or, or just more exciting that it's coming back.
1: Because that was well, how many have you been to now? Three,
0: I've been to yes, three.
1: So, yeah, you went one before COVID mm-hmm. and then COVID hit, and then you went to two cents. And, um, yeah, they, they, the I, I still that was I think that was my biggest takeaway from the the first one after COVID was that it really didn't fall off. I mean, the, the excitement mm-hmm. was there, the fear was there, the fun was there. I mean, it, it was it was all good,
0: yeah. Everyone was just fucking great. <laughs> it was a great time out, man. Last last year was good. Don't get me wrong, but the year before was just I think it was just that we were just we just wanted it so bad. And so that that that's my my theory is that if they do it every other year, that it just makes people want it that, that even much more. But at the same time, maybe if they don't do it every year, people forget and they're just like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to do it this year." So, whatever. I don't know. That's my idea. All right, um, you ready to move on? All right, that's all I have uh, this week for the beer news, so you know what that means? I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew, because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we proceed 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 to give you what you you need. So let me ask you this.
1: Hmm. What is your favorite beer by Anchor Brew?
0: Oh, the only one I could remember, I know I've I've had a few, and the only one I could really remember having is the steam beer. So I guess I I would have to say that one. Oh boy, well, no, take that back. Take it, take so, it, just like, re- just remembered the the Merry Christmas. I I love that one every year.
1: Oh yeah, that was big, huh? When they announced that they weren't going to distribute it as much, yeah. too. That was another sign. Yep. Damn, why didn't we see it? <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna have some fun. I am on the beer advocate. Okay. And I'm going to because I don't wanna ruin um the untapped version, but I have the list of the average ratings of all the anchor brewers. Oh, okay. Uh, of all the anchor beers from anchor I what you meant, yeah. So so the <laughs> the versions of truth, which is a rye beer, that was a three point three. Okay. Uh, San Pancho, Mexican-style lager. I wanted to try that one. That was a 3.46. Maybe I don't need to try that one. All Mm. right. Um, Next is Chris Pilsner. That was a 3.61. Then the Anchor IPA was a 3.62. Little Weekend, which is a light lager, is a 3.62. Brewer's Pale Ale which is a pale ale, Galaxy Hot Blend, uh, 3.65. X X Steam, that's E-X, and then oh. Steam, was uh, American Strong Ale. That was a 3.65. Hmm. Their West Coast IPA was a 3.67. Their Easy Weekend, which is a New England IPA, which is a 3.68. The California Lager, uh, was a 3.69 mm. 69 uh <laughs> their san francisco psycho was a american ipa was a 369 their liberty ipa was a 375 i remember that their one their fog breaker ipa was 379 i remember
0: that one
1: their tropical hazy was a 3.81 their flagship anchor steam was a 3.85 their bay keeper ipa was a 3.86 Liberty Ale again, a three point eight eight. I don't know how that works. Oh, that's that was um, their, cool.
0: their original beer.
1: Yeah. Um, the Old Foghorn, three point nine two.
0: That's a barley wine.
1: The, yeah, the barley wine. I'm sorry, right, I can't yeah. that. Uh, the Tropical Popsicle, which is a fruit <laughs> uh, kettle sour, three nine five. Yeah. Uh, the special ale, the Christmas ale from uh 2022. Mm-hmm. i guess it'd be the last one yeah was it 396 uh deep space stout their stout was a four uh and their oh well they have the the mexican style lager again with the was a 4.05 and the porter was a 4.09 so i kind of just did that for fun not to uh, harp on the ratings but just right. to kind of get all the beers out there that people were able to try and share
0: I like that the fact that the Steam Beer was ranked pretty high. It was one of their higher ranked beers. So that that's yeah. something right there. And then the I wonder I was just thinking too when you mentioned the that, that was the last year of the Merry Christmas the 2002 one, that if hmm. I wonder what the price jump was in the secondary market for for those for that particular beer when they announced that they were going to stop brewing it. Well,
1: like someone's got a vert of it, you mean? Know?
0: No, yeah, but just, you know, the, the beer traders and and the, the selling on, you know, the secondary market, the people selling their beers online. I wonder if they're, if those beers kind of like went up in value because of they discontinued it. And now that they're gone and it's never, probably never going to come back. I wonder if all those people who are selling those beers and in hopes to sell them later on, if the, the value went up and the price point went up. I, I, I didn't even think of that till now or even look into it.
1: Um, You know, I get you. it, it but <laughs> You always tell you about the Twinkie?
0: <laughs> what about the Twinkie?
1: No, remember when Hostess discontinued Twinkies or whatever? And yeah. people were buying them like crazy and blah, blah, blah. And then didn't someone end up buying the name and remaking them anyway?
0: Oh, okay. It's, oh, you think some uh, someone's going to buy the, the name and maybe sell them again
1: Well, here's the thing I'm not saying that that's gonna happen but you don't want to get the sucker who got took mm. and then that happens right you gotta know say
0: I'm not saying I'm not gonna go out and buy them I was just wondering what the the secondary market
1: anymore <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right I'm gonna go brew my own then yeah
1: no it, it I get oh shoot I saw a story I don't know if I still have it but supposedly there was a a, a homebrewer catalog uh, company that that basically put clone recipes out there for all the Anchor uh, line beers. Oh,
0: okay. They've probably been out there for a while. They just probably assembled them and put it out in in one PDF. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, let's raise one up for for Anchor, for the uh, the Godfather oh, or grandfather <laughs> of craft beer. Definitely. All right, man. Speaking of beer, how's your beer treating you?
1: God! God I just finished it with that uh, tribute to Anchor.
0: <laughs> Very nice. All right, we're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. So uh, let's see. Whip it out uh, that your phone that is, and go to Untapped and search Cold Brew Podcast. And you had—I remember it was Barryessa, but I forgot what it was called.
1: Whipper Snapper.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, is it W H I P or yeah, there it is. I see it. Vipersnap right when I hit Barry S a W. It came up first one. None of our friends have rated it right now. Uh, what would you like to rate it?
1: I am going to have to give this one, uh, a four.
0: Ooh. Okay. That's a a nice little bump for them because right now it's only at 3.58. So very nice. what are your notes on it?
1: Oh, these, um, malty, roasty and clean.
0: Roasty and Mr. Clean. Oops. Typo. I wrote Vlean. All right, uh check in and bam, we are in. All right, so I had by Wayfinder, I had their Animal Beer. I should say Wayfinder in collaboration with Fair State Co-op. I have their animal beer. I like this one, man. This one's really good. It's too bad uh they don't distribute out here more often or as steadily, because I think the ground control just got one allotment and I don't know when this one's gonna be back. Uh I wish it was back. I wish they kept it for a while because right now uh we could use a light beer uh such as this during these trying times, as it were. It might rain tonight too, so that means it's gonna the humidity is immediately immediately gonna rise which is going to suck. But it might knock down the the ABV, (laughs) the temp, a little bit. Um, I like this one. I'm going to give this one a 3.9, almost a 4. I think as it opened up, it got really like, I don't know, at least it left like a small like um, aftertaste in my mouth that is okay. But maybe it's just maybe I need to drink more Pilsners. That's all it is. Just not used Mm -hmm. to it. But uh. Whatever the case might be. I liked it. I'm going to say Wayfinder Animal Beer. Let's see if I type it in. Wayfinder. There it is. It has an overall rating of 3.97. So I'm not that far off. None of our friends have uh, checked in on it. Oh, and uh, Fair State Brewing Cooperative is out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I had no idea. I figured they were up there in Oregon, but nope. Uh, Let's see here. Check in 3.9. And I am going to say it is um, light, crisp, and bready. It's funny. I wrote bready and it wanted autocorrect, wanted to change it to greasy. (laughs) That'd have been something. Have you ever had a greasy beer before? I can't say that I have. Yeah, me neither. I'm glad I have it. All right, man. That's all I have this week. You got anything else you'd like to bring up? No, I guess we're
1: good uh, this week on my end as well. Um, Yeah, just uh, thanks everyone for
0: listening. Right. That's right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers.
1: Until next time. Raise the ball and we put it in your ear no matter who you are come the worst My people's come
0: first come the come worst My words
1: come the worst My people's come first My people's come first